trying to get to the bottom of this and I value our conversation. I really want to know yeah. what you're thinking I'm saying because something's not being conveyed here and I need to say it in a different way. Hey everybody, this is Susie. And Cosmo from soulinkering.com. You're listening to the I Feel Loved When podcast. The show for people who interact with people. We're your go-to podcast for navigating God-honoring relationships, whether single, dating, engaged, or married. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And now, here's today's show. Hey, Susie, what you got for us today? Hey, Cosmo. So I majored in print journalism and minored in creative writing in college. I don't know if you knew that. I'm glad that you got some education. (laughs) So I had this writing class. Um, We were given an assignment to write about a significant memory in our lives and then share why it was significant. And so I wrote a story about my sister's wedding. I had known the man that she was marrying for over four years, but I didn't really think or know if he was good enough for my sister because, you know, it was my sister. How could anyone be good enough for her? But as I stood next to her as her maid of honor, I remember this distinct moment. I was looking at this man who was in the process of becoming her husband, and he took a moment to peel his eyes off my sister and look at me. And in that moment, I just knew exactly how he felt about her that he loved her deeply and fully and was committed to her. So this is a nutshell of what was in my paper. That's basically what I wrote about. But I didn't get the grade that I was expecting. So I went to meet with my professor. Susie only wants straight A's. Well, well, yeah. The grade I was expecting was an A. I'm sorry, 99 or above. (laughs) So I went to meet with my professor to bully him into giving me an A. No, to get some tips on how I could improve my paper, what I had done wrong. She's really good at putting people in headlocks. (laughs) Anyway, he made some suggestions, and then he said, I mean, I understood the point of your story. I know that what you were trying to convey was that it was the moment you realized that you were in love with your new brother-in-law. Gag. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, have you ever had one of those experiences where it just sounds like, Radio static in your ears, <laughs> so yeah, so loud that nothing out like things around you just kind of fade into nothingness, and it's just this horrible loud noise. That's that's what happened to me. I couldn't hear anything else he was saying because his assessment was so wrong and so upsetting. <laughs> because, how wrong was because it? Because how could I? How could he have gotten that from what I wrote? I mean, that's what I was asking myself: is what I must be the worst communicator in the world. If he read this paper and thought that I was in love with my brother, ugh, even uh, thinking about it makes me want to gag. Anyway, that encounter, it plagued me. It And in some ways, it still does. To this day, um, every once in a while, it'll come back up, and I'm like, ugh, I'm a terrible communicator. She wakes up in the middle of the night, no! <laughs> but, uh, so the question is, why is this something that plagued me so so much. Well, I think it's because we interact with others through communication. And if we are terrible at it, then how can we ever be good at a relationship or any relationship with any other person? So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about clear communication. I think that's a great idea. Thanks. Was I clear in that communication, what we were going to do? Thanks for the intro, Sue. (laughs) That was really great. No problem. So Cosmo, talk to us a little bit about what is the problem that we that we have or we're seeing here with with clear communication. Well, I think the first thing that we have to observe is that communication is a two-way street. There's a speaker and a listener. Uh, well, I guess there might be more than one listener, but let's just put it in the relationship context. Or a writer and a reader. Or a writer as... and a reader. <laughs> or a rapper and a 
listener? Uh, uh, I guess it's still, I don't know. Fan? A communicator <laughs> and a listening to the communicator. So, yes. Someone who is doing the speaking or writing and someone who is doing the listening or reading, I think is right. what we're getting at. So hopefully we're being clear here. <laughs> I don't know. I think we might have... <laughs> So if you want to turn off this podcast for just a moment <laughs> and figure out what we're saying. <laughs> so that's the problem. So that's the issue that we have here is that the peop- someone that's speaking to you has to speak clearly. And I think that normally we are trained on the flip side. We're, f- we're trained on the listening side instead of the speaking side. But both are important. Both are incredibly important. But I think a important. lot of I think a lot of the training focuses on active listening. You have to be a good active listener, and it's true you do. But I think that there's a flip side to right. that. In a world full of a lot of distraction, our yeah. phones, um, we're we're being distracted by things in the room. We do have to learn how to be active listeners. Yeah. But on the flip side of that. If you're not clearly communicating yeah. what your desire for the other person to hear, then it doesn't matter how good of a listener I am or how active I am if you're not doing a good job being a good speaker. So, um, we're talking I'll, about um, speaking assertively. Um, that's part of, so we have active listening in conjunction with assertive speaking. And assertive does not mean aggressive. Right. I think we get those two words mixed up sometimes. But um, so we're focused in on this podcast on assertive speaking. Right. We'll talk more about active listening in a future podcast. Indeed. Let's assume one thing that you that you are able to speak fluently. <laughs> you be able to speak like good words to the other person for understanding. In the same language. In the same language. So that was the same language, but... <laughs> Maybe not so clear. <laughs> yeah, so there, we're making an assumption that you're starting off, because it's a whole different um, situation if you don't even speak the same language. So we're making an assumption here that we speak the same language. And so if we speak the same language, that solves the problem, right, Cosmo? No, we, we also, <laughs> we can come from different cultures even in the same language. Yeah, uh, Or you can speak the same language and be from a different part of the world, have a different culture, you have different idioms. Uh, we, we find this with friends of ours all the time. That we, we say some cute little phrase and they're like, what? What, what are you talking <laughs> about? That doesn't make any sense. Hit the nail on the what? Hit the hammer <laughs> on the... doesn't make sense. So you also need to make sure that you're speaking to the person that you're speaking to. You're speaking with the vocabulary that they can understand. You're, you're not trying yeah. to be highfalutin in your, in your talk talk stuff. You want to actually make sure that you're speaking at a level that you can both are you, understand. Are you saying to eschew obfuscation? Whatever she said, <laughs> I agree. So be observant of the listener's needs. It is important. I think that the most important thing that we're trying to stay, say here is that we want you to vocalize what you want, what is important, and it's more about how the relationship grows and how understanding grows when you are a clear and assertive speaker. Indeed. Indeed. We've seen that in the world, where the, the world solves this problem of needing to communicate clearly, sometimes we try to solve it by talking louder. I don't understand, Susie. Have what you, are you saying? <laughs> have you ever been around someone who doesn't speak your language and all you do is talk louder? 
I I'm talking louder. Now you can understand me, right, Cosmo? Yes. Now now that you've raised <laughs> that your decibel at up me. <laughs> to a jet engine level, I can now understand Here's, you somehow. Right. This is a, this yeah. This doesn't actually help. No, it doesn't. Um, help. Getting louder at somebody doesn't make them understand the words that you're saying any better. Right. Actually, loudness just usually means yeah. that you're you it, have more frustration, right. more it anger. Increases the stress. <laughs> because we want to be understood, right? The speaker wants to be understood, so we just talk louder so right. that the person will maybe get it through their thick skull. That's well, our thought. And it, and it can be getting getting louder can also be intimidating, right? To somebody else, so it could just be like they say they agree with you or understand you just because they're intimidated. Or you're just trying to talk over them to make them shut up. Right. I will probably give you wrong directions if you <laughs> yell at me because you think that I can't understand you. Tell me where you. to go. Right. So what's another another solution that the world tries to, to put out there to fix communication? I'm trying to explain this to you, Susie. <laughs> I'm trying to explain how the world does this if you would just <sighs> listen. I feel, I feel so respected and not at all patronized not at all patronized and you're slow talking i'm trying to matronize you actually (laughs) so i've said i've made my statement you didn't understand it and so now i'm going to make my statement in a demeaning way to either make you feel stupid or patronized i do feel somewhat stupid and yeah, <laughs> those things you. now now talking slower can be helpful right if it's done in a kind way oh i i was talking too fast to my friend and so i just need to slow down and say the same thing but slower but without that patronizing tone and i think that's the, the important emphasis on certain words i think it definitely works with children or it works in you know stressful situations hey let's slow down yeah Let's listen to what we're doing and yeah. what we're saying so that we can get on the right track and we can both be accomplished in what we're doing. Yeah. So, yes, it can work, but it's, it's really about the tone. It's about yeah. the internal stress, the internal load that that you're trying to dump on the other person because, one, you're trying to blame the listener, right? That's That's oftentimes if you're going loud or you're going soft or you're going slow – you're trying to blame the listener that it's their fault that they're not understanding what you're saying. Yeah. So that's the other other thing that the world does. It tries to blame the listener. It's all the listener's fault. If you would have just listened to me, if you would have just right. whatever, then... I was speaking clearly. That's right. I have no fault in this. It's all about you. Yeah. I, I tried loud. I tried soft. I tried slow. But you just didn't understand me. Yeah. Right. I think another thing that we that people can tend to do is to be... Passive aggressive in their speech. Um, so saying things, it's similar to blaming the listener, but it's kind of a dismissive statement that's almost like, well, you would understand me if you know you weren't so dumb. Or <laughs> if you were really paying attention, then I wouldn't have to re- repeat myself. So there's this passive aggressive um, blaming kind of attitude behind things that doesn't help. It doesn't help you communicate clearly. If you were in the room when I spoke... <laughs> Right. Then you would have known this. Right. Well, you shouldn't have said anything if I was in the other room. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. All right. So the other thing that happened, Susie, is kind of what happened with your professor. So what happened there? I gave up. That was one of the, I think that's one of the solutions that we, we tend, if we can't communicate clearly, then we just give up. Mm. And that's what I did with my professor. Our conversation made me feel incompetent, embarrassed, angry, eventually, 
and just in general, really insecure about my ability to clearly communicate. And I think that happens a lot of times when you give up trying to communicate, you stop sharing those valuable insights that you do have because you're embarrassed or you're, you just don't feel like you can do it. Right. And what's the problem with that is that we need each other's voices. We need to hear each other. We all have different perspectives and different ways of seeing the world that we need to share with one another to help understand one another better. And if we give up, that doesn't happen. And you know, the loudest, most dominant voice gets heard. And that's not always the right voice. It's not always the correct voice. Right. And lastly, we sometimes stop listening. Sometimes it can be, (laughs) it can be either we stop communicating or we stop listening. I think those are, those are two of the, it just gets frustrating to try to listen to you and you're not explaining yourself well, or you're being patronizing or whatever. So I stop listening and I, I, that can make me build a wall around myself It makes me condemn the other person. And then ultimately, it can cause us to rally together in a posture of us versus them. So I don't want to listen to you anymore. I want to be in my own echo chamber with people who agree with me. I don't have to listen to you because you don't agree with me. And so I just plug up my ears and... Yeah, and then yeah. we're all just screaming at one another. Well, and if we're in the same echo chamber, then we're saying the same things the same way, and we have no new ideas. We have no new ways of evaluating anything. Uh, if if I'm only speaking to people who specifically understand everything that I'm saying, then we're not getting any nuance. We're not getting any new information. We're kind of sitting in a cesspool of our own stuff. Yeah, it really does help to be around other people that we're actively trying to communicate with them in new and uh, interesting ways so that we can grow even in our own knowledge of what we're trying to say. Yeah. For sure. So Susie, that's what the world does. And it's rarely going to accomplish anything, but we've got a different way. So what, what do we do different? What do we like to guide people in and how do we help them to understand communication and how to be assertive speakers? Well, Cosmo, part of the soul-anchored solution is to begin with knowing um, what you want to communicate. You want to identify your personal desires and clarify the difference between wants and needs. This requires some thinking, right? Some, Some sitting alone with your own thoughts and ideas, maybe writing them down, maybe just thinking through them, but really starting to think about why I what I want, why I want it, do I need it? Is it a requirement or is it something that's just a preference? And start to understand what those things are and understand that I desire to communicate them to someone I'm in relationship with. Right. Yeah. I sat down recently with a friend and I asked, so what do you want in this relationship? What do you see as something that you can do to assist or make this relationship better? What could you say to this person in order to find some, you know, some sort of compromise or no compromise at all? You really do need this to happen in in your relationship and it's necessary. So how do you communicate that? Have you sat down and actually written this down and thought about your personal needs? Because you may be like, oh, maybe I don't need that anymore. Yeah. But you have to think through it. Yeah. In order to communicate it, you can't just go off of what you think maybe one day sort of generally you thought. Well, and also to not think about to to not assume that what the world or uh, Instagram influencer, what social media tells you you ought to want 
versus what you actually want. So there's lots of, there's lots of voices out there that are talking about this is what um, a woman should want to do and a, and a man should want to do. And you have to stop and ask yourself if those are actually the things that you want to do. And is this what God wants you to do? And it's what God wants you to do. Yeah. yeah. So not listening to all the external voices, but listening to your internal voice and listening to the Holy Spirit. Right. As these are the things that are right for me and for my for my life. Right. And I think another part that we we find is a, a really good solution to the what the world has and the problems that we have with communication is are we speaking as we would speak with God? Are we really speaking with mutual respect? We know that God loves us. Are we speaking to these other people with love? Are we speaking to them with respect and honor and encouragement? All, all the, uh, the things that we, we come through with, um, you know, with Corinthians speaking about love, all, all those wonderful statements about what love is, are we facilitating, are we offering those to the other person um, with true admiration and respect yeah you know that that's important that we that that we offer that as we give our information as we are speaking to somebody because it's that tone it's that heart that you're also speaking it's not just what you say it's the the spirit with which you say yeah. it because as we're as we are trying to explain our perspective to somebody else we're trying to share that with with another if we can do it in a way that does show love and respect, then we can be, the other person can receive it. They can know us, appreciate us for who we truly are. And it's not us trying to shove our opinions down someone's throat. But rather we want to truly communicate our authentic, genuine self and then allow them to do the same, which then opens the door for mutual love, mutual respect, not this facade, not this, oh, I like you for who I think, I thought you were based on what you conveyed, which wasn't true. Right. But rather we're conveying these true desires, our true perspective, and that allows them to know us and love us for who we are and vice versa, which is what we really want at the end right. of the day. Right. And so what we really want to do as speakers, as assertive speakers, is to be direct and honest. It doesn't mean that what you're saying is always true or correct, but you're in a could Hopefully, still be opinion. You can still still have an opinion, but you want to do it in a way that is genuine, that is really authentic to the to the other person. Um, and so, in doing so, if you're if you're direct and you're honest, you can do that in a way that's not aggressive. Yeah, you can communicate. Oftentimes, you can be either too passive or too aggressive, and oftentimes those are because you don't feel safe. Yeah. So. And if you are doing that, if you're too passive, too passive or too aggressive, then your message might get lost because the other person is busy reacting to your delivery of passiveness or aggressiveness as opposed to your actual message. Right. Because I think that when you're too passive, you tend to express um, your thoughts and feelings as less important. Right. Um, like you're kind of cowering to the other person, and this can cause them to feel like they could take advantage of you or not have to listen to you because your opinions, you, they're really not that well-founded. Like you don't even believe what you're saying. And on the flip side, if you're um, speaking too aggressively, then you're expressing that their thoughts and feelings 
are less important than yours. It's kind of it's the the flip of the passive speaking. You're actually kind of bullying them into listening to what you have to say, and you're gonna you're gonna do this, and you're gonna like it. So it's it's not too passive, not too aggressive. It's that Goldilocks zone of just right of assertive speaking that's humble. It's not self-seeking. It's desiring to communicate and not force or persuade or manipulate. Right. We want to show the other party. Both of us need to show each other respect and honor, but it all comes from value. I value what you're saying. So I'm going to I'm going to actively listen. I'm going to speak to you assertively because I value that you are going to listen yeah. and that you're going to weigh this honestly, just as honestly as I'm going to weigh something that you have. So yeah. it's kind of like having a scale. And if you put all of your gems, your valuables on one side and say, this is, you look at this, I'm, I have so much more information and I'm better educated <laughs> right. and whatever. Well, the, the scale's already tipped. Yeah. Therefore, how's that other person really going to listen to you? Because it's not authentic. It's not genuine. It's it's actually being, you know, it's saying to the other person, you are not valuable in this conversation except for me to, except for you to to, to say, yes, you are smarter and better <laughs> right. than I am. It's not about <laughs> the conversation me. anymore. You're here to validate me. <laughs> right. And so a safe place is to think about it in terms of if you had a scale and both sides are weighed equally, and you you may put a little something here, and it brings the brings it back and forth. It may be a little bit of tipping because you may get a little excited about what you're saying, but you still want to have that. As much as you speak, and an assertive speaker will also say, "Man, you know, I, I gave you something, but I value what you're going to give yeah. back to me just as much of what I gave to you." So it's safe, and it's it's that genuine place where you can be authentic and really show value to one another. Yeah. So there's lots of benefits to assertive speaking. What could those be? Those could be things like your own, you can gain self-confidence and self-esteem as you learn to say what it is you want to say. Yeah. Um, To understand and recognize and communicate your feelings without manipulation and without fear and without you know, feeling less than, like Cosmo just said, you recognize the other person's value and you recognize your own value. That right. this is my um, perspective matters and it's worth communicating. It's not the only thing that matters. It's not the only thing to listen to, but it does matter. Right. And um, as we learn to speak assertively, we also, like we've been saying, we speak with respect for others and we then earn respect from mm. others. It's a, it's a two-way street there. This also helps improve communication across the board of, like, humanity. <laughs> what? More, All of humanity, the more, Sue? The more that I communicate well with you and you communicate well with me and then we spread that to other people around us, then communication gets better and better and we learn to hear each other and we learn to create win-win situations. We improve our decision-making skills. We create honest and good and wholesome relationships that, that honor God and that's what we really ultimately are trying to do is to have relationships that are honoring to God and respectful and caring of the other person. 
And assertive speaking um, is one of the one of the steps towards doing all of that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And every time that you practice assertive speaking and assertive listening, you are planting a seed that pays off great dividends in future conversations mm-hmm. between the two of you. But yes. also, like Susie said, around the world, you can actually build a culture in your home, in your church, in your school, at your workplace, just by practicing these things and other people will pick it up yeah plant that seed plant that seed keep doing the same way and not be bullied or cow coward coward cowardly cowardly or cow toad yeah there we go so counting about cows cow yeah, tipping i really I, we've been around a lot of bovine <laughs> lately so it's just on my head got cows on the brain yeah anyway it's weird if, if you do this, then then I think that in different situations, it's going to grow. If you continue to do it over and over and yeah. over again among people who don't do it, that they will see it, that they will see that there's a benefit to it, that they feel valued, that they feel like, oh, I like being in this space with you because generally when I speak to somebody, um, it, it doesn't end well. But with you, it seems like we end up having a real conversation yeah. and well, I you're feel deepening trust. I right? feel loved, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. I feel loved when what? What? Gosh, it comes when. back to that. So there are things that we can do to learn how to speak assertively. And let's just run through those right quick, Cosmo. We've kind of got a list we want to we want to share with you guys. Right. The first thing is to determine your current speaking style. Am I passive? Am I aggressive? Am I um, assertive? What What is my current speaking style? Do I judge and blame others or do I ask meaningful questions? And do people avoid talking to me? <laughs> I'm going to step out for just a moment here. <laughs> Are you avoiding me? So as you think about what is my current speaking style, you can ask these questions that will help you identify that. Yeah. Be honest about it because, and maybe even ask a friend, hey, you know, maybe the one that you don't get along with. Why might... don't you like talking to me? Yeah. Talk. I'm, I'm... But don't do it in a bully, aggressive way. Right. <laughs> wow. That's a good place to start practicing. Okay. Another thing that we like to do is think about what you say before you're going to say it. Think about what you want to say. See, I should have thought about what I was (laughs) going to say, what I wanted to say, but I just, yeah. So think about what you want to say before you say it. See, Susie, she was such an active listener in that. She caught it. It's awesome. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So a really nice thing to do is to think about all the people that you interact with on a daily basis and the kind of situations that you're in and where do those little conflicts arise yeah. and where do you have some sort of frustration or other people have frustration with you. So go through those conversations because a, a lot of times they happen over and over and over again. Think about what you want to say. You can even write it down, put it somewhere, stick it on your forehead and remember what you want to say when the moment comes and prepare yourself in such a way, you know, sometimes this is Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? You know that aunt whatever is going to say something. So you just prepare yourself (laughs) and here's my response. Or this, this coworker always triggers me because he always says this to me. Right. Or I want to come in and I want to tell my coworker this thing Yeah. because I'm going to actively speak to this person instead of just kind of cower or, not say anything at all, right? Yeah. What else, Sue? The next one is to use I statements. 
This allows your other to know what you are thinking or feeling without them feeling accused or blamed. So saying things like, I disagree, rather than you're wrong. Oh, that feels better. (laughs) Right? I disagree. (laughs) I disagree. Um, If you have a request, saying things like, I'd like your help with this, rather than you need to do this. Or you've never done this and I want you to do it now. So thinking about I statements versus accusatory, you've done this wrong kind of statements. The other good thing that we can do is express why this matters to you. Yeah. This is real important. So do you want them to say or do a certain thing because it makes you feel loved or respected or appreciated or encouraged? If so, then you tell them that. Share simple, actionable things that you want the other person to do, and you keep your request simple and specific and clear. Yeah. This is the groundwork for the I feel loved when statements. Yeah, for sure. Remember also that it is okay to say no. No? No is a complete sentence. No? You don't always have to explain yourself. You can sometimes just say no. Now, there are times when you're going to say no and an explanation is necessary or appropriate, In those instances, just keep it brief. Be honest and direct and don't feel like you have to tell your life story. Sometimes you can just say no with a simple explanation and move on. Right. Good active speaking there. No. Just kidding. Wow. That stopped me in my tracks. Another good thing that you can do is use nonverbal... Oh, you didn't see that because you're on a podcast. Communication. I was using body language to try to express that... So be attentive, keep an upright posture, lean forward a little bit, show your respect, show that you're interested in what's going on. Don't cross your arms and legs. It kind of creates a closed off barrier Mm -hmm. saying, I'm not listening. I don't want it. Or when you're speaking and you get your arms crossed, it it shows anger or contempt for the other person. But another thing that you can do is you can actually do one of two things. You can face the person and have that communication going on. Well, or, and when you're doing that, you're making regular eye contact without like staring each other down. Right. Like you're not, you're making normal eye contact as opposed to just your eyes glazed open and never blinking. If you could see Susie's eyes, you would know what she's talking about. <laughs> Forgot. And you would be afeard. <laughs> so yeah, face-to-face conversation or what's the other alternative? Well, and one, one interesting thing I heard recently is that you look into the person's left eye. Oh, yeah, I heard that, too. We must yeah. do, we must watch the same Instagram reels. Right. We don't know if it's true, but right. try it out. Oh, it's working. I'm actually looking at your right eye because I don't know what left my right. <laughs> but you said it was working, so. It was working for me. I don't know if I if I felt the, the connection with Am my right eye. Am I looking your right eye or your left eye from my, my perspective? My left eye. Oh, so I should be over here. Oh, that feels weird. Go back to the right eye. <laughs> Ah, okay. Maybe instead we should do this other thing, which is to go for a walk and don't look at each other at all. There you go. (laughs) I mean, occasionally you could if you want to. But But it's actually true. But yeah, we'll look at the ground more because you don't want to trip or or anything like that. Well, and looking around at your surroundings. Right. There's all kinds of psychological benefits to going for a walk when you're trying to solve a problem, when you're trying to talk something out with somebody. It just, and it can be more comfortable than this face-to-face conversation sometimes if you need to hash something through. Right. So now you may actually want to practice this a little bit. Some people don't have good body language and well, and also you can have weird facial expressions. Like you may not know what your facial expressions are. Right. 
Yeah, there there was something I was reading recently that said that most people think that when they're afraid, they make that fraidy, scared face. <laughs> big eyes. And big eyes and their mouth draws, but uh, drops open. But what they actually do is nothing happens. But yeah. they think that they've made this ah, right. face, but yeah. that's not what happens. So you might want to look in the mirror and when you're communicating, do your arms cross? Yeah. Do you furrow your brow? Are you relaxed and inviting you know when you're when you're speaking are you ready are they are they seeing what you think they're seeing yeah yeah so if your conversation is headed into emotional territory Uh-oh. yeah emotions they're scary things ah, you have to decide Stop if it with the feelings <laughs> you have to decide if now is a good time and place for it right we talked in our mini series about the weekly meeting that we do and that's when that's the time that we use to discuss difficult things in a neutral space so you can clearly communicate that I don't want to talk about this right now because I can feel myself getting worked up. I can feel myself getting upset and overly emotional, but I don't want to sweep it under the rug and never talk about it. So instead, if it's coming on too heightened emotion and you're very uh, about it, then set a time and a place to revisit the conversation. That can really help you clearly communicate that you need to communicate this at a different time right and just just like we talked about before you get to think about what you want to say rather than react in the moment yeah and possibly say things that you don't mean that maybe you're uncovering 14 other things that have happened no it's this one thing you need to speak about this one thing and how do you want to say it how do you want the other person to receive it it's it's about what you want to actually offer and the value that you put into the conversation and the time that you put into it it's just like with anything else if if Susie had some sort of presentation and she just you know hey I'll just do it off the fly it's going to be a lot different than if she actually took the time to think about it and process through it's it's right. really thinking about the value of the other person that you're speaking to yep. especially when you're angry especially especially when emotions are heightened right so there's also we like to always give you guys something to try a little bit of a practical application and the, one of the best ways to get better at assertive speaking is by practicing yeah and by starting in a relationship where you already feel safe you right. already have a good relationship with the person your friends you trust each other you can say hey i need to practice my my clear communicating skills. Could you congratulate me when I speak assertively or encourage me to speak more assertively or less aggressively or less passively or whatever the case may be? And then um, just start to you know, set up a, um, an expectation that this is something that you do with this friend. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but maybe it's a let's, let's practice this. Let's work on this together. Right. And, and Cosmo, talk a little bit about what you can do um, how you can how you can get this this going, right? So you you could find some things in your past that you've already dealt with, or yeah. maybe you're still dealing dealing <laughs> right. with, and you, you haven't figured it out yet. Not quite past. Um, a lot of times, too, if your friends know when you when you're upset, and and you're the one that hears their stories. Yeah. Right. So find those yeah. places where somebody's telling you a story about work, or they're telling you a story about a family, and those are the great places to say, okay. Well, You've in that situation, <laughs> right? What would you say? What would you like to say? Yeah. How would you like to just tell me, just directly, not talk about them, yes. talk to them. Yeah. And I'm going to be them, and you can now have you know. Hopefully, you value me, so speak to a valued person yeah. in a way that communicates what you want to say, not reacting or just being upset or, or frustrated yeah. about it. And then allowing them to say. 
okay, so I'm, I'm sharing with you, here's what I, I could say to this person at work in this common situation or to my cousin who always does this to me and then allow the other person to communicate back to you what they understood. Mm-hmm. You know, did, did I communicate what I meant to communicate? Right. Do I need to say it differently? Do I need to say it with a different tone or a different, use different words? Different body language. Different body language, yeah. Was I clear about what I was saying? And was I actually clear on what I wanted? Right. Or do I need to go back and say, oh, yeah, I did communicate that I wanted this, but I actually want this other thing instead. Right. So allowing that person to kind of evaluate with you, here's what you said. Is that what you meant to say? Here's what I understood. Is that what I was supposed to understand? To prepare you and practice for um, the real encounters with people in your life. Right. And if you're the kind of person that gets angry quickly or you just shut up yeah. and don't speak any, say anything in, in, in those kind of situations where you want to be in a service speaker, those are great places where you want to practice those as well. Yep. Where you're either too aggressive or too passive. Yep. Speaking of being too passive... That's how I was with my professor. Oh, no. From the early part of my story, the beginning of the story. Well, I just didn't say anything. It left me paralyzed in that moment. And because I never actually said what I wanted to say, there are times when I replay it in my head and it sneaks back in and it slows me down and says, you're a terrible communicator. You shouldn't try to write this or say this or anything. But because I've gone through some of this actual work of learning how to communicate clearly, I have replayed that scene and considered what I could have done differently, how I could have spoken in an assertive manner that would have conveyed my thoughts and my feelings. I could have told my professor, no, that's not what I meant, but could you explain to me how you got that from my paper? Right. That would have helped me recognize the words that I used. It could have been his fault. He could have misunderstood, but it also could have been me being able to say something in a, in a more clear manner. And it also... I've also thought about how I could have exercised a growth mindset. At the Mm. time, I didn't know anything about mindset. I didn't know that I had a fixed mindset, but that would have, having a growth mindset would have enabled me to learn and grow from the experience instead of just letting it make me doubt my life choices and my my writing ability and all those things. But mindset's a whole other other conversation. So we're not going to jump into that now. We're just going to kind of put that teaser out there and we'll talk about it. soon. Yeah, I I think it's really important that when it is something contentious, that you have the ability to uh, really consider what the other person is hearing or what they think they're hearing. Because there are a lot of situations and and this kind of when when you are practicing, one of the one of the nice things you can do is say, what did you hear me say there? Yeah. And if you're in a conversation with somebody, family, coworker, whatever, and you're you know that something's not being communicated. What do you think I said? Yeah. Say it back to me, not in a angry way or you're not understanding me or you're dumb way, but I'm trying to get to the bottom of this and I value our conversation. I really want to know what you're thinking I'm saying because something's not being conveyed here and I need to say it in a different way. So it's being humble. It's being careful with your words and it's giving the other person space and room uh, to be in a safe place to actually communicate back with you what they think is happening here, what yeah. what they actually heard. Before it becomes conflict. Right, before it becomes conflict. Yeah. Or like with Susie, it Before it, it becomes just, paralyzing. Right, becomes <laughs> paralyzing and, and, and the bitterness comes in and then she goes and slashes the tires. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. 
That's fake news, Cosmo. I think that's what you said. That's not. I understood. That's not what I said. We're gonna, that... we're fixing to have a conflict about this, but conflicts is next week's episode. Oh, sweet! We, we can t- talk about we, slashing we, we tires next week. <laughs> we tiptoed into conflict. <laughs> we're gonna back our way out, and we're gonna we're gonna close um, our clear communication conversation. Clear communication conversation. That's a Whoa. lot of C's. Wow, consonants um, are your are your favorite. <laughs> Constantly consonants. Uh, would you like to pray? To finish us out, Cosmo? Oh, what? We're done? This is so much fun. Did Thank you guys you. have fun? Hopefully you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. And really, we want to make sure that um, what we're doing, what we're saying is beneficial to you and glorifying to God. So That we are clearly communicating. And that we're clearly communicating. So if we're not, ask questions. Yeah. Call us out on sections and say, hey, this didn't make sense or I didn't understand that. And we'll do a and whole we other would, podcast. We'll do a whole other podcast just yeah, for you. Just about- for you explaining why we couldn't explain ourselves correctly that's right and if it doesn't work out we'll slash your tires <laughs> Gosh, cosmo it's cows no, and tires they're, not, they're on my head we're not gonna slash anyone's tires okay we will not slash your tires did, did i communicate that clearly <laughs> yes but you have a look on your face that i don't trust <laughs> I need, to, I need better, to go look in the mirror. You better pray and confess <laughs> your sins, and we better get out of here. All right. Father, thank you so much for this podcast that we get to share what you've given us, that we get to um, enjoy this, communi- this community with others and to offer up the, uh, the wisdom and the, and the ideas and the knowledge um, with other people. We, we ask that you'd help other people to have great and clear communication, that they would learn and grow and experience what it is to have great communication with you first and then with others. So we ask that you would do this, you would help us, that you would share with us your amazing grace and your amazing love in this situation. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. See you next time. See you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. We hope that you liked what you heard and learned something that'll help you have impactful interactions with others. We think it's totally awesome that you're taking this time to invest in yourself and your relationships. We know it's sometimes easier to just shut the door and shut out the world, but you're doing the hard work of soul anchoring. So yay, you keep going. You've got this. If you're interested in our resources, in-person events, online courses, personal coaching, and the like, go to soulanchoring.com for more information. And when you have a spare minute, would you please do all the things for us? You know, follow our podcast, leave a rating and review, recommend it to your friends and family, and follow us on Instagram at soulanchoring. Okay, people, you are now ready to To people. people.